Hello, and welcome to the Laverne Church of Christ podcast, and thank you for joining us. You can find us at 244 Old Nashville Highway, Laverne, Tennessee, 37086. We hope that any time you are in the area, you will stop by and join us for worship. Our Sunday morning worship is at 9 a.m., with Bible classes following. Our Sunday evening worship is at 6 p.m., and we also have a Bible study on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Scripture reading this morning will be taken from Psalm 30. All 12 verses of Psalm 30. If you don't have a Bible, you can read along with uh, the red pew Bible in front of you on page 494. Again, that's Psalm 30. A Psalm of David, a song at the dedication of the temple. For you have drawn me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. O Lord, you have brought up my soul from Sheol. You restored me to life from among those who go down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, you made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face. I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cry, and to the Lord I plead for mercy. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell you? Will it tell of your fruitfulness, faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have loosed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness, that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Buenos días. Vamos a leer la escritura. Salmos 30, capítulo 30, versículo del 1 al 12. Y dice así: Acción de gracia por haber sido librado de la muerte. Te glorificaré, oh Jehová, porque me has excitado, exaltado, y no permitiste que mis enemigos se alegraran de mí. Jehová, Dios mío, a ti clamé y me sanaste. Oh Jehová, hiciste subir mi alma del seo. Me diste vida para que no descendiese a la sepultura. Cantad a Jehová vosotros, sus santos, y celebrad la memoria de su santidad, porque un momento será su ira, pero su favor dura toda la vida. Por la noche durará el lloro y a la mañana vendrá la alegría. En mi prosperidad dije yo, no seré, no seré jamás conmovido porque Tú, Jehová, con tu favor me afirmaste como monte fuerte. Escondiste tu rostro, fui turbado. A ti, oh Jehová, clamaré y al Señor suplicaré. ¿Qué provecho hay en mi muerte cuando descienda a la sepultura? Te alabaré en polvo, anunciaré tu verdad. Oye, oh Jehová, y ten misericordia de mí. 
Jehová, sé tú mi ayudador. Has cambiado mi lamento en baile. Desaste mi silicio. Desataste mi silicio y me ceñiste de alegría. Por tanto, a ti cantaré, gloria mía. Y no estaré callado. Jehová, Dios mío, te alabaré para siempre. Amén. I will confess to you that there are days in which I wish real life was kind of like a musical because God is such a genius. And I, I realize that is the understatement of all life to say that God is a genius. He's far beyond that. But he invented language. Do we understand that? Humans didn't develop language. God gave us language. Adam and Eve were given speech in the beginning. In, in uh, the Tower of Babel situation in Acts 10, when God mixed up the languages, God did it. He invented all the languages he gave to us. Yes, we have messed them up over the centuries since then, uh, but God is the one that invented language. And not only did he give us the ability simply to speak it, but he gave us the ability to sing it. And it's a wonderful thing because song is perhaps the purest expression of a joyful heart, of a spirit that is full of joy. So why should we sing? Well, because we've got an awful lot to be happy about as Christians. We really do. Uh, we're focusing on uh, Colossians chapter 3. And I just want to get the context here at just a moment. But notice beginning in verse 12. Therefore, as the elect of God holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with a heart of mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If someone happens to have a complaint against anyone else, Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also forgive others. To all these virtues, that love, which is the perfect bond, let the peace of Christ be in control in your heart, for you were in fact called as one body to this peace and be thankful. Peace is difficult. It's difficult to find and to maintain peace inside, in our hearts and in our souls. It is even more difficult to maintain that peace outside of us with our fellow man. And when there are language barriers, it becomes even more difficult still because in this fallen world, it is our nature as human beings to to seek those that we might regard as allies, as people that are like us, that are close to us, that we can uh, bind ourselves together with, protect ourselves from everybody else that's not like us. That's part of our nature as fallen human beings, but it's not a part of God's agenda For us to live in fear of each other. It's part of God's agenda for us to seek the reconciliation of all people, regardless of where we come from, regardless of our heart languages. It is God's will that we all become one in the church of our Lord. And listen, we talk about singing because there's joy in our hearts, and and we're focusing on that today. And as Christians, again, we enjoy the good things in life. We appreciate God's blessings, and we're people in whom the joy of Christ, of his great sacrifice, of the victory of his resurrection, it overflows in our hearts with love and with grace and and also with a desire to endure hardships. It's hard. It's hard to be brothers and sisters and in perfect loving fellowship. It's hard to be one complete community when we are divided by language. But brothers and sisters, it is an obstacle that is worth overcoming. And I know when we have these Fifth Sunday bilingual services, a lot of us just enjoy it and love it and feel that it's just a really great expression of our unity. And then there are a few of us who think, oh boy, 
I'm not going to understand half the service again. Listen, it's a loving thing that you're doing. By coming here and worshiping God and pushing through whatever aspects of the service are not in your language that you don't understand and, and maybe you wish to be comfortable by not having to push through anything in worship, but I want you to understand we serve the one who endured the greatest discomfort in all of the history of this world in order to save us and to unify us. And so if these Fifth Sunday worship services are a little bit of a problem for you, then I just would encourage you to joyfully say, I'm going to get up on my cross and I'm going to not only endure it, but I'm going to train myself to enjoy it. Because I have brothers and sisters in Christ that speak practically every language in the world. and We are one in him. And so I love it that we're able to sing together. Even if we're not singing exactly the same words, we're singing the same tune. And that's the way that we should be striving to live the life, life together as Christians. And so verse 16 says... Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and exhorting one another with all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, all with grace in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And that's why I love Psalm chapter 30 that the brothers read in our scripture reading. It says these wonderful words, beginning in verse 4, Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Brothers and sisters, yes, it is a commandment that we sing to God in worship. And I, I want everyone to hear that. God made your voice. And he doesn't particularly care if you sing beautifully so far as man's ears are concerned or not. He just cares that you trust him in faith, that you have a submissive heart willing to obey him. So I encourage you, if you're the worst singer in the room, be the loudest singer in the room. And then maybe the rest of us will learn from your example of heartfelt worship and lift up our voices in praise to God every single week and express the joy that we feel because Jesus has saved us. Because Jesus has broken down the dividing wall of hostility between all races of people and all ethnic groups of people in Christ Jesus. We together today are from every continent in the world. Our ancestors are from every continent in the world in this room. And we are together here in Christ as one family. Praise the Lord. So do we have something to sing about today and every week? Mm, we definitely do. We definitely do. Dios los bendiga, mis amados hermanos. Cantaré con gracia en vuestro corazón. Colosenses 3.16, mis hermanos. Gracias a Dios por este día de oportunidad. Como nuestro hermano nos comparte, y hay un gozo, hermanos, porque estamos juntos, reunidos. Nuestro lenguaje es Cristo, hermanos. Nuestro lenguaje es Cristo. Mire, Colosenses 3.16, mis hermanos, dice la palabra, dice, la palabra de Cristo mora en abundancia en vosotros, enseñándonos y exhortándonos unos a otros en toda sabiduría, 
cantando con gracia en vuestros corazones al Señor con salmos e himnos y cánticos espirituales. Colosenses capítulo 3, versículo 16. Mis hermanos, la palabra de Dios, la palabra debe gobernar todo nuestro pensamiento. La palabra debe ser de hecho, hermanos. La palabra debe morar en nosotros. Y debemos entender que a través del canto, ahí hay palabra de Dios, hermanos. Y debe tener palabra de Dios. Cuando nosotros cantamos, hermanos, debe estar nuestra mente y nuestro corazón puesto en las bellas palabras de vida. En las bellas palabras de vida. Cuando nosotros cantamos, hermanos, dice la Escritura que somos exhortados y enseñados en sabiduría a través, ¿verdad?, de Cristo, a través de esta palabra, hermanos, a través de este canto, a través del canto, hermanos. Ahora, ¿qué aprendemos, hermanos? Somos llenos de conocimiento de la voluntad de Dios a través del canto. Somos llenos de la sabiduría e inteligencia, hermanos, espiritual. Dice ya el salmista, hermanos, allá en Salmo 119, 169, hermanos, en especial, dice, llegue mi clamor delante de ti, Jehová, dame entendimiento, la palabra de Dios, hermanos, es una palabra que podemos entender y a través del mismo canto, hermanos, discernir es necesario. Es necesario que a través de la palabra también veamos que hay esperanza, hermanos. Dice allá el Salmo 119, 114, mi escondedero y mi escudo eres tú, en tu palabra he esperado. En la palabra encontramos la luz, hermanos, la luz y reconocemos bien. Incluso quién es el, el que dio la luz al mundo, hermanos. Yo soy la luz del mundo, nuestro Señor Jesucristo. Y podemos ir cantando en este camino incluso, hermanos, con gozo. Porque sabemos que tenemos la presencia y la protección y la guía en este camino de Dios. A través del canto, hermanos, nosotros exaltamos a Dios y su palabra. A través del canto exaltamos, hermanos, el nombre de Dios, los atributos, hermanos. Porque Dios es incomparable, hermanos. Porque Dios es excelso. Cantamos y glorificamos el nombre de nuestro Padre Dios con gozo, hermanos, aún en la tristeza, aún en la dificultad. Recordemos allá a Pablo, ¿verdad? Cuando allá estaba en la cárcel, allá en Hechos eh, 16, versículo 25, ¿qué estaba haciendo, hermanos? Gozoso, cantando. Recordemos nosotros que aún, hermanos, dice la Escritura, ya en Santiago capítulo 5, versículo 13, que cuando estemos alegres, hermanos, cantemos alabanzas, cantemos al Señor, hermanos. Así que debemos cantar en todo tiempo a nuestro Padre Dios. Debemos entender que la palabra de Dios, hermanos, debemos cantarla con gratitud del corazón, porque ese es un privilegio cantar, ¿verdad?, con gracia del corazón. Cantar hablando y cantando y alabando con nuestros corazones, hermanos. En los cantos es dar lo mejor, no solamente en los tiempos y compases, sino con un corazón humilde, hermanos, agradecido y contrito. Los cantos, hermanos, son mensajes importantes de Dios y edifican a la iglesia, edifican al pueblo de Dios. Cuando cantamos, hermanos, alabamos y glorificamos a Dios. Cuando cantamos hay enseñanza, exhortación, ánimo y reflexión, hermanos. Debemos meditar a través del canto. Hay alimento espiritual, hermanos. Dios quiere que cantemos, hermanos, con un corazón derramado delante de Él. Delante de Él. Confiado siempre, hermanos, porque Él es nuestro refugio. Dice Salmos 34.1. Bendecido el Señor en todo tiempo, continuamente, y estaré, y estará su alabanza en mi boca, hermanos. ¿A quién debemos glorificar y alabar, hermanos? A nuestro Padre Dios, mis hermanos, a nuestro Padre Dios. Así que debemos cantar, hermanos, 
cantando y alabando con nuestros corazones, cantando hermanos en nuestra aflicción y alegría, cantando, dando gracias hermanos, cantemos animando a otros a cantar, cantemos exaltando su poder, cantemos a Dios que es incomparable, cantemos a Dios porque Él es santo hermanos, cantemos a Dios porque nos amó primero, cantemos a Dios por su gracia hermanos, cantemos a Dios por la vida en Cristo que hoy tenemos Cantemos a Dios porque Él es fiel y cumplirá sus promesas. Mis hermanos, que nuestro instrumento sea el corazón con gracia. Con un corazón realmente reverente, hermanos. Me trae a la mente ahí Josué 24, 14, hermanos, que decía Josué allá, la escritura dice, temed a Jehová y servirle con integridad y verdad. Y verdad, hermanos, cuando nosotros hablamos de adorar el Espíritu, ¿verdad? Y en verdad, nuestro Señor, hablamos de una actitud, hermanos, de un corazón contrito, hermanos, de un corazón humilde. Salmo 51, 17 dice, los sacrificios a Dios son un espíritu, hermanos, quebrantado, un corazón contrito. Cuando adoramos a nuestro Padre Dios, Él no quiere la adoración falsa, hermanos. Como aquel hombre fariseo, aquel recaudador allá en Lucas 18, 9 al 14, donde había uno estaba orando y uno estaba orando enaltecido, hermanos. Él quiere que haya discernimiento, hermanos, porque no podemos hacerlo indignamente. Una adoración vana no nos va a conducir a nada agradable con Dios, con nuestro Padre Dios. Que esté libre, hermanos, de enseñanzas falsas de hombres, hermanos. Dice la escritura ya en Marcos, capítulo 7, versículos 6 y 7, dice Jesús, cuando hablaba de la profecía de Isaías, este pueblo con labios me honra, pero su corazón está lejos de mí, en vano me rinde en culto. Así que, hermanos, cuando venimos a adorar a nuestro Padre Dios, es un sacrificio vivo, hermanos. Es decir, nosotros mismos somos un sacrificio mismo que estamos en el altar de Dios, hermanos. Nosotros mismos somos santos, hermanos. Debemos ser agradables a Dios. Somos un sacrificio. Debemos ser olor fragante nosotros a través del canto. Incluso que estamos viendo, hermanos. Debemos entregarnos en nuestro cuerpo, hermanos. En una forma, en un culto racional. Nuestro cuerpo, alma y espíritu, hermanos. Nosotros debemos esforzarnos entonces en adorar a nuestro Padre Dios como Él desea que lo hagamos. Ahora, es un privilegio cantar con el Espíritu y con el entendimiento, hermanos. Efesios capítulo 5, versículo 19, nos dice que hablando, cantando y alabando en vuestros corazones, hermanos. Pero no solamente con vuestros corazones. Se necesita también la mente y el Espíritu, hermanos, con el entendimiento. Que lo involucran para entender el significado de las palabras. Dice el Salmo 149, versículo 1, aleluya. Dice, Canten el Señor un cántico nuevo y su alabanza en la congregación de los santos, hermanos. Lo podemos entender. Sí lo podemos entender. Dice Isaías 42, 8. Yo soy el Señor. Ese es mi nombre. Mi gloria a otro no daré. Ni mi alabanza. Ni a imágenes talladas. Está claro, hermanos. A través del canto podemos aprender, hermanos. Debemos enseñarnos y amonestarnos, hermanos, a través de los salmos, a través de los himnos, hermanos. Los verdaderos cristianos no son intelectuales, estériles, hermanos, sin fruto, ni emocionales, irreflexibles. Es decir, que no reflexionan y que se mueven por emoción solamente, no. 
Dios quiere que tengamos un espíritu de sabiduría, hermanos, el conocimiento y que alumbre nuestros ojos, nuestro entendimiento, hermanos, a través del canto. Que seamos llenos de su voluntad en toda sabiduría e inteligencia. Así que cuando hablamos del espíritu y entendimiento, hermanos, cantar, hermanos, en aquel entonces el apóstol Pablo estaba tratando este asunto y hablaba del idioma que fuera entendido, hermanos, que fuera entendible, de qué servía que no fuera entendible. El apóstol no contrapone el espíritu con el entendimiento, sino al contrario, desea que andemos, cantemos con el espíritu y el entendimiento que se combinen, hermanos. El adorar con el corazón, con el intelecto, con la voluntad, con, los, con emociones, con todo nuestro corazón, con toda nuestra mente, con toda nuestra fuerza, con toda nuestra alma, hermanos. Con toda nuestra alma. Debemos ser una práctica de adoración de corazón y no solamente por cantar, hermanos, sino frutos de labios que confiesan su nombre. Ofrezcamos continuamente sacrificio de alabanza. El Señor, hermanos, nunca hubiera aceptado oraciones y cantos que no se entendieran, que no se entendieran. Así que recuerde, cantaré con el Espíritu, cantaré con el entendimiento. Orar o cantar con el entendimiento es orar o cantar con interpretación para que se entienda para que se entienda. Así que, hermanos, podemos cantar y podemos orar y decir al final, amén. Porque lo entendemos gracias al Espíritu de Dios que nos capacita, hermanos, a través de la palabra para entender esto. Así que cantemos, hermanos, a Dios con todo nuestro corazón, con toda nuestra alma. Cantemos a Dios es reconocer a Dios incomparable, soberano y fiel, hermanos, que nos ama. Cantemos y alabemos al Señor con nuestros corazones, dando siempre gracias por todo a Dios y Padre en el nombre de nuestro Señor Jesucristo. Cantemos con un espíritu, hermanos, con entendimiento, un espíritu contrito y un corazón quebrantado, porque estamos ante la presencia de Dios. Cantemos y alabemos a nuestro Señor con nuestros corazones, humilde, contrito, sensible, hermanos, quebrantado, puro, pero con entendimiento. Amén. Hebrews chapter 2, starting at verse 11, the Bible reads this way. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one. For this reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise to you. I love how this passage tells us that Jesus, who is the Messiah, who is the Christ, is not ashamed to call us brother. He's not ashamed to call us sister. He is unashamed of us. And because of that, he was compelled and compels us to sing to one another in our midst. I love that thought of being unashamed. Uh, in times past, we've taken a look at the passage on the screen behind me. And we focused on the understanding part of this, these particular verses, and I think that's a very good thing to do. This time, let's focus more on singing with the Spirit, an unashamed spirit, a spirit of courage and a spirit that doesn't care who's sitting in front of us, beside us, or behind us. Just this past Wednesday night, I shared this story in the teen class that when I was a young man and attending church at a very small congregation in Piedmont, Missouri, I hope you get a chance to go there sometime. 
I was fortunate enough to uh, have a girlfriend that I invited to church, and she came and she attended with me. And we always, as the team, sat on the back row. I know that's uh, a negative connotation, but keep in mind that was just the fifth row from the front. And as she sat next to me on that first Sunday morning, Brother Kenny Warren, who led our singing, led, and he was a great song, led a, a whole bevy of songs that were just terrific. But because I was sitting next to this girl, and it was the first time she'd come to church with me, and we hadn't been seeing each other that long, and although our friends, our family had very close friendship connections, I was ashamed. Not, not ashamed of my voice, although it's not the greatest, and not ashamed of the embarrassment of, of what she might think. I was ashamed and did not sing. I was ashamed of my Lord. There's no other way to put it. I was ashamed of him who came to save my soul. I was ashamed of him who came and lived the life he lived and, and died the death that he did and was ashamed to sing because I was sitting next to someone who I thought might not find it the most attractive thing in a potential boyfriend. After services that day, a man who was my age, a young a boy who was my age, came to me and said, I'm ashamed of you because you didn't sing just because you had a girlfriend here. So the next Sunday morning, I did something that I remember to this day. I decided I'm just going to sing like I've always sang. And so I did. I joined in and sang with the Spirit in an unashamed way. And that young lady sitting next to me did something that I'll never forget. She sang too. She didn't sing the week before, but she sang this week and the next week and the next week. That, brothers and sisters, is singing with the Spirit. I, from time to time... I uh, like to make short lists to remind me of why I do the things that I do, uh, why I feel the way that I feel about what God says, and, and I'd like to give you three things that I think can help us sing unashamed, if you'll bear with me. The first one is sing unashamed with a voice that God gave you. Brother Papas mentioned a few minutes ago, there is someone in this room right here now who is the worst singer in the room. You don't have to turn around and look at me when he said that, but you did. That's okay. And there's someone in this room right now who has the best singing voice in this room. And then all everyone else is in between, and it doesn't matter if you're at the top of the rung of the ladder or the very bottom. Sing with a voice God gave you. I have people ask me every once in a while when they first start coming to church and they first obey the gospel and they're really getting started, should I sing soprano? Should I sing alto? Should I sing tenor? Should I sing bass? And some of you in the room right now are saying, I don't know what any of that means, and that's okay, because it doesn't matter. You sing with the voice God gave you. If you're a man and have a, a naturally high voice, sing soprano. That's okay. If you're a woman and you have a deep voice, you sing bass, and that's okay. Sing with the voice God gave you. Number two, sing unashamed from deep within you. Now, I'm not talking about the lungs. Do we need to sing from our lungs with power, forcing the air out? Absolutely. I'm not talking about our diaphragm, clenching it up to force those, that air through our vocal cords. And I, and I think we should do those things in an aggressive way in church. And Brother Rooster agrees. Brother Pappas agrees. 
I've learned not to sit right in front of Brother Pappas on Wednesday nights. Not that it's not beautiful, but I just can't hear me. Brother Scorch agrees. I'm picking out people that I know sing loud and sing proud. Imagine if every, okay, from time to time, Rooster share with me. From time to time, he'll say, people, see, you sing a little loud, Rooster. Here's what you should do instead. Just out sing him. Just sing as loud as he does and as proud as he does, and you'll be just fine. Sing from deep within your But I'm not talking about the volume. I'm talking about from whence it comes. Right down deep in your soul. Sing from there. Sing on a shame, number three. Sing on a shame, on a shame without distractions. I believe that one of the biggest distractions we face as a church when singing is the songbook or the slides. We are focused and locked in on those words and on those notes that some of us have sang for 35, 40, 50, 60 years. So here's what I like to do during the song service. When I know the words, and if you're brand new to the church, you're going to need to look at the songbook, and this is no judgment on you, but when you know the words and you know the tune, close your eyes every once in a while. And sing from deep inside of you. No distractions. When your eyes are closed, you can't tell who is and who isn't singing, so you can't pass judgment on those who are not. By the way, if you're not, it's a sin. Sing without distraction. Sing the words in your mind. Think about the words in your mind. Relish the words in your mind. Seeing unashamed in the midst of the church. I hope that and pray that every one of us can realize that our voices when we're singing are a fountain that quench the thirst of the congregation around us and that flood up into heaven into God's ears and bring him joy as we worship with our voices in song. We have two more songs in this service and I pray that they're the two loudest and proudest songs ever sung in the history of this illustrious congregation. Sing unashamed. It was preached in a lot of languages all at once. All right? And so that's what we're about to do together here today. Uh, in the book of Colossians chapter 3, the text uh, that, uh, that we've been looking at, the Bible says, Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Think about those words. Bearing with one another. Putting up with each other, right? Bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so also you must forgive. And above all these, all these are great things, but there's something higher than these things. Put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. If there is disharmony, there's a lack of love. If there is complete love, there will be harmony. And there's no middle ground between those two things. Keep it in mind. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. You were called in one body to peace. That's what Paul says. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, 
teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Sometimes it's the theology in our hymnology that has kept us together and on the right track as a church. Sometimes the theology of our songs is better than the theology in our teaching, sadly, in our, in our what we might just normally think of as just plain verbal teaching. Verse 17, in whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Listen to that. Whatever you do, word or deed, that means everything that you do, anything that you do, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Hermanos, dice la escritura en Colosenses capítulo 3, versículo 12 al 17. Vestidos pues como escogidos de Dios, santos llamados, de entrañable misericordia, de benignidad, de humildad, de mansedumbre, de paciencia, soportándonos unos a otros y perdonándonos unos a otros, si alguno tuviera queja, contra otro de la manera que Cristo os perdonó así también hacedlo vosotros y sobre todo estas cosas vestidos de amor hermanos de amor que es el vínculo perfecto y la paz de Dios que gobierna en vuestros corazones a la que asimismo fuiste llamados en un solo cuerpo y ser agradecidos la palabra de Cristo more en abundancia en vosotros, enseñándolos y exhortándolos unos a otros en toda sabiduría, cantando con gracia en vuestros corazones al Señor con salmos, himnos y cánticos espirituales. Y todo lo que hacéis, hermanos, sea de palabra o de hecho, hacedlo todo en el nombre del Señor Jesús, dando gracias a Dios Padre por medio de Él. Amén, hermanos. This passage of Scripture teaches us what it is that we put on when we put on Christ in baptism. These are not just words. It's not just an empty doctrine. When we put on Christ in baptism, we're putting on the heart of Christ. All of these words the passage uses, holy, we put on holiness, we put on compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, love. When you put Christ on in baptism through faith, those are the things you put on. So Galatians 3 and verse 27 that says, when we're baptized into Christ, we put on Christ. And it means just, it means so much more than just having your sins covered by him, though it does include that. It also means we're called to put on these qualities of Jesus' nature, which is our Heavenly Father's nature. Este pasaje, hermanos, de la Escritura nos enseña de que nos vestimos, pero cuando nos vestimos de Cristo en el bautismo, por la fe, hermanos. Por la fe. Dice que cuando somos bautizados en Cristo, nos vestimos de Cristo. Esto significa más que simplemente tener tus pecados cubiertos por Él, hermanos. Aunque significa eso, sino que también significa que estamos llamados a poner las cualidades de la naturaleza de Jesús, que es la naturaleza de nuestro Padre Celestial. Tenemos que tomar esa naturaleza también, imitando a Cristo. Amén. It also highlights the responsibility to one another we embrace when we come to Christ. Becoming to Jesus is not just about getting a free ticket to heaven. It's about that because Jesus paid the price. But it has application to this life too. When we become a Christian, it means we become a part of God's family. And just as in any proper household, all the members have responsibilities to each other. También destaca, hermanos, la responsabilidad de los unos con los otros 
que aceptamos cuando vinimos a Cristo. Convertirse en cristiano significa convertirse en parte de la familia de Dios. Al igual que en cualquier hogar adecuado, todos los miembros tenemos una responsabilidad entre sí. Yes. One of those responsibilities, which we would uh, better refer to as a privilege, is to join in the song of praise that metaphorically is Christian life. I want to repeat that again. We join when we become Christians in the song of praise that metaphorically is the whole of Christian life as well as a part of the privilege of biblical worship. Una de esas responsabilidades, mis hermanos, a la que mejor nos referimos como un privilegio, es unirnos al canto, es a, can a la alabanza, hermanos. Metafóricamente es la vida cristiana y también parte de la oración bíblica. Yes. The life of true faith is like a song. Sometimes it is a lament, but more often it is a joyful expression of thanksgiving, and all lamentation will come to an eternal end when our Lord returns from heaven, just as Psalm 30, our scripture reading today, implied. La vida, hermanos, de la verdadera fe es como un canto, hermanos. A veces es un lamento, pero a, más a menudo es una expresión gozosa de acción de gracias. Y todo lamento llegará a su fin eterno cuando nuestro Señor regrese del cielo. And so there is every reason to believe in the promises of Jesus and give your loyalty to him by obeying the gospel. If you would join this song that all of our lives as baptized believers are, are singing a verse of together, then you need to confess your faith in Jesus today. Having turned from the idea of living life according to your own rules, having decided to live according to his teachings from now on, be baptized into Christ today. You will put on Christ, that is, his blood will cover your sins so that you need no longer fear judgment. You will take the first step of putting on his nature as well, and the rest of your life will be far better for it. Y entonces, hermanos, hay muchas razones para creer en las promesas de Jesús y darle tu lealtad al obedecer el Evangelio. Si quieres unirte a este canto, confiesa tu fe en Jesús hoy. Habiendo apartado, habiéndote apartado de la idea de vivir uh, la vida de acuerdo a tus propias reglas, habiendo decidido vivir de acuerdo con las enseñanzas ¿verdad? de nuestro Señor, sé bautizado en Cristo hoy. Te revestirás de Cristo, es decir, su sangre cubrirá tus pecados para que ya no tengas que temer al juicio. También darás el primer paso de revestirte de su naturaleza y el resto de tu vida será mucho mejor gracias a ello. As soon as uh, Brother Raúl says the word, cantamos, in just a moment, uh, the opportunity is going to be yours. Uh, to come forward if you are a baptized believer and ask for the prayers of this church uh, for whatever you may be struggling with or dealing with, whether sin or some other difficulty. And if you are a person who is old enough that you know right from wrong and you understand that you have sin in your life and you would like that sin to be forgiven, Jesus is the only way. By obeying the gospel as an act of faith, confessing your belief, making that decision to turn to Jesus, being baptized for the forgiveness of your sins today, they can be washed away. You can be added to this family and become a part of this song. Hoy es un día de oportunidad. Si tú estás escuchando y hay alguien que no ha obedecido el Evangelio de Cristo, hoy es el día de oportunidad. Puede pasar al frente mientras estamos entonando un canto para orar por usted o si quiere ser añadido 
al, al pueblo de Dios, nacer del agua y del Espíritu. Ese es el momento. Pase al frente. Thank you for listening to this message from God's Word. If you have any questions, please email them to us at office at lavernecoc.org. Once again, we thank you for listening, and we hope you have a blessed day.